Thanks for listening to one of the audio messages from Cornerstone Church Airdrie. My name is Brad, and I'm the lead campus pastor and primary preaching voice here at Cornerstone Church Airdrie. We believe that the God who spoke so clearly all through the pages of Scripture is still speaking to his kids today. So if it's me who's speaking to you or someone else on this recording, as you listen, we pray that you would know God, know his hope, know his purpose, and know his power. Enjoy the message. From earth, but still your house of choice was broken, vessels made of dirt. So make my if you would like to join me today in scripture, you can turn to Romans chapter 8. Last week, we began to look at, at this idea of transformation and specifically the transformation of our minds. And, and last week, we talked about how it's the transformation of our minds that will allow us to live like Jesus. We can often fall into this trap that, that somehow becoming like Jesus and changing our lives and the way we operate comes down to how hard we're going to try. That, that it becomes sort of this, this American dream of Christianity of I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I'm going to make this happen. If I just try harder, try more, try to be, then that's what's going to get us there. But we talked about last week how God doesn't change us by having us change us but that God changes us by him changing us. We saw last week that we live in a world that's going to try to get us to conform to its patterns and ways of thinking and doing things. That the best way for us to, to resist and not to be conformed is to allow God's spirit to transform and renew our minds. Now, what we're not talking about here is, is positive thinking and, and self-help and, and somehow if we just think it, we can achieve it or, or something like that. But what we're talking about here is, is the need in our lives to see a renewal, a brand new way of thinking, where the battleground becomes and, and change and the challenge for life transformation is going to take place right here in our minds, in our heads, in our way of thinking. And out of that will flow everything else. And it's possible that we as Christians can go through long stretches and portions of our lives and, and think or, and spend that whole time thinking wrong. Thinking wrong about ourselves. Thinking wrong about God and our relationship with Him. Thinking wrong about our circumstances. Thinking wrong about our spouses. Thinking wrong about our friends. Thinking wrong about our future. Just plain thinking wrong. There can be so much in our life that we're just thinking about and just not thinking about it in line with the new life that we've received from God. Our spirit was born again into our new life, but our minds and our way of thinking doesn't somehow just change like that. We need to have it changed. We need to have it renewed. And this journey that we're on, the journey for a renewed mind, because a renewed mind leads to a transformed life. And so what we're going to take a look at today is this tension that exists inside of each one of us as we walk from the world that wants to conform us to its way of thinking into this transformation that comes from a renewed mind. And so we're going to start today by looking at Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 5. And it says this, those who live according to the flesh. Now, I want to let you know that when it talks about flesh here, it's not talking about our literal flesh, our literal human bodies, our bones and our muscles and other stuff. They're, they're not bad. 
They're not wrong. They're not sinful in and of themselves. Remember last week we talked about how we can offer our bodies, our literal flesh to God as a living sacrifice for him to be, or for instruments for him to use. But when it talks about our flesh here, what what it's talking about is our sinful carnal desires, our our old way of life, our old nature apart from God, our, our tendencies, habits, and bents and attitudes apart from God. So it says, those who live according to that, those who live according to this flesh, have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. Verse 6. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. Now, out of these verses, I just want to make a couple of observations about us, about life, about who we are, about us as people, and draw a couple of conclusions about what these verses say about the connection between our minds, the way they work, and how this influences us. First, the thing, first thing that I, I want to talk to you about is, is that your mind is like this never-ending fountain or stream of which your, your life and your spiritual life flow. In, in our minds right now, in your mind right now, there is like the, this ceaseless, never-ending stream of which your spiritual life flows. There's never-ending stream of thoughts you are constantly thinking. Like right now, even as, as we read those verses, maybe something caught your eye and your mind and you start thinking about something and thinking about something else, and that leads to something else, and that leads to something else. And before you know it, I was finished reading those verses. And your mind had wandered to all of these different places, and I was done reading the verses, but maybe you didn't even hear any of it. But the point is that our minds are never off. They never stop. This is, there's this consistent stream of thoughts. Ever been awake at 4 o'clock in the morning and unable to sleep? You discover very quickly you cannot turn your mind and your thoughts off. Our mind is never still. We are always having perceptions and ideas, and all of it happens so quickly that the reality is we don't even remember most of the thoughts we think. I'm sure you've had these moments where suddenly you start to think about something, and that something leads to something else and to something else and to something else, and you can't even remember what you originally were thinking about. Or maybe you've seen this take place in conversations that you've had, where you're talking with somebody and you have an intention of talking about something else, or talking about something specific, but then suddenly another thought comes in and you start talking and it keeps going and going, and then you both look at each other and you say, how did we start talking about this? We we were talking about that, and somehow, here we are. Our minds are these ceaseless flowing streams. Now listen to this. Out of which comes our life. Our identity, our behavior, our character, our direction. The Bible tells us that how we think in our hearts, that's who we are. This means that our thoughts determine so much about our lives. 
And, and this leads us to the next thing that we need to know and understand about our thoughts as it relates to these verses. And that's that each person has pa certain patterns and habits when it comes to the nature of, of their thoughts that tend to run through our mind. There's a certain pattern or nature to the thoughts that go through our minds. Listen to, listen to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, because the Holy, Spirit, the Holy Spirit does so much more than just help us compensate or cope. It says this, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Be made new in the attitude of your mind. The King James Version says to be made new in the spirit of your mind. And it's really interesting and, and important to understand that your mind has an attitude. It has a spirit. Sometimes we can just think of our mindsets and our thoughts and the way that our brains our brain fires is just a product of what happens. That our brains are just these pr crazy powerful computers that just take in all kinds of data and information and, and they analyze it and they present it and our thoughts and our ideas are just spit out of that. But what these verses tell us is that our minds have an attitude and a spirit all their own. That we have this settled way of thinking, this settled way of, he he of feeling that this is re then reflective of what our behavior will then be. And these become characteristics about us. They become how people see us. Maybe you're the kind of person that thinks in order to be on time, you need to be 15 minutes early. Or maybe you're the kind of person that thinks, oh, we need to be there in 15 minutes. I better find my pants. Or let's look at it like this. Imagine someone comes up to you and says, boy, you sure do look nice today. How do you process that? How do we process that? Well, depending on how, how you think about others and how you think about yourself, you will respond in the same vein. Let's say that you're an optimistic person and your thoughts always tend towards the positive. You might say, wow, what a friendly person. That just made my day. And put a skip in your step as you go on your way. What a treat. I'm so glad for somebody to say that. Or maybe you're a narcissistic person. And you might say, you know, I was just thinking that same thing. Tell me more. You're brilliant. Or you're a pessimistic person, and maybe you think, you need glasses. Or you may think to yourself, what an unusually cruel and sarcastic thing to do. Or maybe you're a cynic, and you think more cynically about people, and, and you think to yourself, oh boy, here it comes. What is it that you want from me now? It's not just that you have a mind, but it's that you have a mind set. Your mind, in and of itself, is set to a certain direction or a certain way of seeing things. You don't just have a view, you have a viewpoint. Your mind has a demeanor, it has a bearing, it has a bent to it, and this is what the renewal of our mind looks like. In Romans chapter 1, it tells us that apart from Christ, that our own understanding is dark. 
Ephesians 4 will tell us that the mind is hostile towards God and our thinking is futile. Our mind's attitude is futile. It's against God. That's our old mind and our old nature. But when our heart is changed and our spirit is renewed in Christ, it comes with this new mindset, this new attitude that doesn't just sit on top or try and adjust the old ways, the old patterns, the old way of doing things. But it rewires us and it makes us new in the attitude of our mind. And it's interesting when you think back to last week, because here we are again, the same thing we saw last week. Last week, last week we said, if you want to see transformation... This week we're saying if you want to, to take off the old and put on the new, both times it starts at the same place. Last week, if you want to see transformation, your mind needs to be renewed. This week, if you want to take off the old and put on the new, your mind needs a new attitude. And the world knows this. The world knows that the way we think needs to change. They will talk about having toxic thoughts or having toxic thought patterns and that they need to become positive thoughts and positive thought patterns. But when Paul will talk about this in Romans chapter 8, he will say, we have thoughts that are set on death and we have thoughts that are set on life. And what is set on death is the flesh and what is set on life is the spirit. When your mindset, when your mind is set on the spirit, it's going to lead you to life. This thing that's going on inside of us, it's determining our outlook. It's determining our attitude. It's determining our response. See, everyone thinks, everyone, that includes you, that includes me, every one of us have had these thoughts that if I could just change my circumstances or change the people in my life or, or change this or change that about where I find myself, I would have a better attitude. And to an extent, there is a small amount of truth in that. But in the big picture, that's not where the answer is found. People who win the lottery... I was, I was reading a study about this this week, and it seems as if there's about a six-month honeymoon phase where, where if you win the lottery, that for the vast majority of people who've won the lottery, after about the six-month honeymoon phase, they, they will say that they're no more happy than they were before. People who have gone through incredible despair and hardship in life, who they were in their attitude towards life prior to everything that happened, has a direct correlation to their view on the world after the event. Over a period of time, whatever happens in your life, it all balances out. You are who you are. If I could just change my circumstances, then I could have a better... No. No, you won't. Ask Adam and Eve about how living in perfect circumstances turned out. If everything was just perfect, just the way I needed it, well, everything for them was literally perfect. The perfect environment. God created the Garden of Eden to be perfection. And yet, even in perfection, they began to be vulnerable to discontentment. And that discontentment, as Romans 1 says, plunged us into this darkening of our hearts and the futility and the depravity of our thinking. But then at the same time, you see in Scripture, King David, who when he failed in his own sin or when he was being pursued by Saul in order to kill David, but yet in these most awful situations, some of his own doing and some not, 
you see him choosing to respond to God. And out of the ashes of these moments comes something different in his life. Out of this brokenness comes something beautiful because he had his mindset renewed and focused on God. Or think of when Paul and Silas found themselves in prison. And actually, if you look at it closely and you read what the words around the description of where they are means, they were literally in the sewer of the prison. They weren't just in prison. They were in the lowest point. The worst part of the prison is where they found themselves. And they just began to praise God in the middle of the night. There is parts of our life that we are trying to superimpose. Or, or we think that if we could just superimpose something over our situation, it will change our way of thinking. A structure or something to compensate. And this is why we get frustrated with ourselves, because it's not working, spiritually speaking. And we're just trying to put these new behaviors on top of old ways of thinking and just trying to superimpose, this is who I am now, over top of what already exists in our lives. And we need, and we try to compensate and to cope with something. And what we need to see is that this is not what the scripture is getting at for us. The scripture isn't trying to help you cope. It's not trying to help you compensate with something. The scripture is bringing us to a place of rewiring, a renewing of our minds, a new way of thinking, a new way of perceiving, a new way of understanding that it isn't just our old way done a little different. It's a brand new way of thinking, of, of thinking from God by the spirit at work inside of us. And we come to, to the attitude that this isn't just about me being positive, it's rooted in my awareness of God and who he is and what he's done for me and what my future holds because of it. And a, re a renewed mind understands our lives through this viewpoint, this mindset of God as our creator and who we have come from in his loving benevolence of shaping us and making us into his image and the redeeming work of Jesus so that we know where we're headed. It gives us significance and meaning to this journey in between our creation and where we're headed. All in our life, we have this opportunity to have a mindset that's set on the spirit that leads to life or a mindset on the flesh that leads to death. And we need to know that the natural tendency of our minds is towards death and not life until our minds are renewed. That's why Paul says in verse 7, the sinful mind is hostile to God. It doesn't submit to God's law. It can't do that. And what he's saying is, apart from God, our minds take us to the wrong place. And even when it looks right, even for a moment in our own strength, if it looks like for a moment we've gotten it right, it's not right. And so what this means is that every thought, that this, this mind that we have that never turns off, that is always processing and always thinking thoughts, every thought that this brain comes up with is leading us somewhere. There are no neutral thoughts. Our thoughts are either from the spirit leading us to life or they're from the flesh leading us to death. Let me say that again. There are no neutral thoughts. Our thoughts are either leading us from the spirit to life or they're leading us or leading or they're from the flesh leading us to death. 
But the thing to remember is that you're not just a passive bystander in the thoughts that move through our minds. The other night, I was putting my son Owen to bed. And he said that he was struggling because at bedtime he was having these thoughts. And he, he didn't like these thoughts. And he was and I just can't stop thinking about them. And I said to him that we can do two things about this. First, we can pray. And we can ask God to help him think about God things. And second, he can choose to stop thinking about those things. You can dwell on the hurts in your life. You can dwell on the problems in your life. You, you can dwell on what you don't have in your life. But in Philippians chapter 4, Paul says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything excellent or praiseworthy... Have God, have God supernaturally bring these things into your mind because really you don't have control over it anyway, but God will just take over and cause you to think about it and it will never, he will never allow you or anything like that into your life. It's going to be this unbelievable miracle where you can do, where you do nothing and God just fixes all of your problems for you. No. Paul says... Whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, don't just somehow wait for God to perform a miracle in your life that he's only going to allow you to think about those things. No, Paul says, think about such things. All of those things, allow your mind to be on those things. You're not a passive bystander of the thoughts that move through your mind. Every thought is leading you somewhere. And the gift of the Holy Spirit means that we can choose what thoughts we listen to. To give, in to, to, or to give in to the Holy Spirit means that we're letting the Holy Spirit work in such a way that we are choosing what we think about. You are the gatekeeper of your mind. You are the one that gets to control what you're putting your mindset on and what path our minds and our thoughts go down. Your new life in Jesus allows for that to happen. And so we begin to partner with the work of the Spirit by setting my mind on the things of God. Now let me finish with this verse. 2 Peter verse, or chapter 3, verse 1. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. Hence, 2 Peter. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. The word wholesome here isn't somehow like a nostalgic sort of like the wholesome good old days. Remember back when, when things, life was so, was so wholesome. But the word here literally means whole. It, it means pure. It means accurate. It means the right way of thinking. Peter says, you know why I wrote all of this stuff that I wrote to you? That you would see things the way that they really are. Because this is what we need because we live in a world that's going to try and get you to live by its patterns and its reasoning and its thinking and its doing so that you can be conformed into its image. But God says, that's not what I have for you. I want you to be transformed, be changed by the renewing of your mind that comes from a new attitude in your mind, that comes from a right and pure way of thinking. 
Thanks again for listening to one of the audio messages from Cornerstone Church Airdrie. I pray that you were blessed by what God had to say in this message. If you would like to connect further with Cornerstone Church, there are a couple places you can go. First is our website, cornerstonefoursquarechurch.com, and select the Airdrie campus. And some of the best ways to connect with us is through our social media channels. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cornerstoneairdrie. Follow us on Twitter at csairdrie. And on Instagram at cornerstoneairdrie. If you'd like to connect with the pastoral team at Cornerstone, you can do that again through our website, cornerstonefoursquarechurch.com. Click on the Airdrie campus, then click on the About Us on the main menu, and then one last click on Our Campus Pastors. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and get new messages delivered directly to you. We are so thankful to be able to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ with our community in Airdrie and with you today. At Cornerstone Church Airdrie, we are a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. And that family includes you. We follow Jesus together. As family we go.
surrender. This is my surrender.